A controversy continues involving American Revolution-era writer Thomas Paine and neglect of historic sites dedicated to Paine's memory that are in his last home, the New York City suburb of New Rochelle. This is the Historian's Podcast Special Edition number 8, and I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome Jim Kaplan. Good to talk with you, Jim. Good to talk to you, Bob, as always. Jim Kaplan worked many years in Lower Manhattan and has joined us in the past to talk about the Lower Manhattan Historical Association. Jim has lived uh, almost 40 years in the suburb of New Rochelle, and we actually spoke with him once about this subject already. Uh, He's written on the problems facing the Thomas Paine historic sites in New Rochelle. We did a podcast about that. Uh, And of course, you may think, yes, a familiar name, New Rochelle. It's been in the news in the COVID-19 crisis. It was the first hot spot in the state of New York with numerous cases of the virus uh, some time back. But over to what why uh, Thomas Paine is remembered there. In his 1776 pamphlet, Common Sense, Thomas Paine argued that Americans should become a separate nation from Britain, ruled by a democratic government. Then when the war began and the Patriot Army was on its last legs outside Trenton, George Washington called on Thomas Paine to write to his dispirited troops. In the crisis, Paine is remembered for writing this line, these are the times that try men's souls. Why did Thomas Paine end up coming to New Rochelle? Well, Thomas Paine was uh, awarded a farm in New Rochelle of 300 acres after the Revolutionary War in 1784. He applied uh, uh, for funds from the federal government, uh, which were denied, although many other people received uh, uh, funds, including Silas Dean, who'd been one of his adversaries, you might say. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, the state of New York, to its credit, decided that it would give uh, Mr. Payne the farm of a previous Tory uh, in New Rochelle, which had been forfeited under New York state law. Uh, The state of Virginia also said they would give him $500, but he elected to take the farm, which presumably was more valuable. So this was really his last and only residence. However, uh, for most of his life, after he got the farm, he didn't live there. He uh, moved to uh, England uh, to see his family, where he became very active in agitating for uh, democracy uh, in, uh, uh, in England uh, and was indicted for sedition by the English government and then mm-hmm. went to Revolutionary War France where he was a huge success. Uh, he wrote a pamphlet called The Rights of Man which was in a sense similar to uh, Common Sense uh, supporting uh, the French Revolution and became a hero and was... Uh, Uh, asked by four different jurisdictions to serve in the French Assembly, where he played a very active role in uh, uh, creating the, uh, in in writing the the, the rights of, uh, the French rights of man, uh, Mm -hmm. and became a leader in the fight to save the life of Louis the uh, 16th, 
which ultimately lost by one vote. Uh, after that, the Jacobins, who were the opponents of uh, the more moderate group that he was leading uh, and wanted to execute Louis XVI, which they ultimately did, uh, essentially in the so-called reign of terror, uh, began arresting people who had opposed them, in, and Payne was one of the leading uh, opponents. They said he was really not a Frenchman, he was an American, and uh, uh, he was thus imprisoned and sentenced to uh, death at the guillotine. Uh, mm. So for about uh, eight, ten months, he was in the jail in uh, Luxembourg uh, under sentence of death, and was very closely was about to be executed when uh, uh, the, the chalk on the wrong, they put it on the wrong side of his uh, uh, cell, so they didn't execute him that day. He tried to get the United States, uh, particularly the American ambassador, uh, Gouverneur Morris, to help him out, to get him out, but Morris said that he was not an American citizen because he voted for France and he was born in England. Uh, which was a rather strange argument. Uh, later, Morris was replaced by uh, uh, James Monroe, who was uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was then the Secretary of State. Huh? And Monroe took a much more uh, liberal attitude, you might say. He said to the French government, listen, Payne may not be a I may not have been born in the United States, but as far as we're concerned, he's one of the creators of American democracy and will claim him as American citizen. And thus he was let out of jail. And, of course, the brain of terror dissipated with the death of uh, uh, the downfall of Robespierre. So uh, uh, he had kind of a, a checkered career. Uh, while he was in jail in Luxembourg, he became embittered toward... Uh, uh, George Washington and toward organized religion and wrote in the Age of Reason certain uh, uh, pamphlets which uh, did not endear him to most people in the United States. So he returned to the United States in uh, 1801 uh, to go back to his farm. He was older then and he thought he would uh, uh, live a quiet life. Uh, but uh, uh, he, he, he didn't in the sense that his neighbors in New Rochelle were not uh, particularly supportive. In fact, they denied him the right to vote in the 1806 elections on the argument that he really wasn't an American citizen, which I think most of us would find very strange today. It was later reversed in 1945. Uh, so he left New Rochelle and, uh, to, to uh, live in... Uh, Greenwich Village, where he died in 1809, really in obscurity. Uh, and uh, uh, so anyhow, that's the story of Thomas Paine uh, while he was alive. He was certainly not a hero in New Rochelle. Uh, to me, the more interesting story, and the one I'd like to talk about today, as opposed to my previous podcast, is how he became a hero in New Rochelle a uh, mm -hmm. hundred years after his death. And the importance of pain to New Rochelle and New Rochelle, in a sense, to Payne's memory, uh, right. is, a, is a very interesting, perhaps in many ways, a more interesting story. Uh, okay. So, um, what happened? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, no, I think what happened? Uh, after this, uh, Payne was a very militant opponent of slavery, and uh, there were, although um, 
most people in the United States were not uh, really not in favor of African-American rights, you might say. Uh, uh, and there was obviously a group in the North uh, that was uh, abolitionist, and I think they began to take him up as a, a hero. He was one of the few founding fathers who militantly had opposed slavery and opposed racism. Uh, and in 1839, there was a uh, statute to him erected on North Avenue, right near him, where his farm was. That was the first statute to Paine in North America. So the first real remembrance of uh, Thomas Paine in New Rochelle back in 1839, what happened after that? Well, I, I think the statute probably fell into disrepair uh, going into the uh, uh, Civil War. Um but uh, after the Civil War, in, uh, uh, as you may know, uh, with the, uh, there was what you might call a, a counter-revolution in the South in the sense that uh, uh, the uh, equality that was promised by the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment uh, really never uh, came off after federal troops were withdrawn in uh, 1876. And with the rise of the Ku Klux Klan and the white supremacist governments, blacks uh, were uh, disenfranchised. And then under the Supreme Court decision in 1896 in uh, Plessy v. Ferguson, uh, segregation was uh, authorized. And uh, uh, basically, most African-Americans were forced into segregated facilities and segregated schools uh, so that by uh, uh, 1905, uh, Henry Louis Gates says was the nadir of race relations. Uh, what happened in, was that there was a group in New York City called the Thomas Paine National Historical Society which uh, opposed this, and it took Paine as its intellectual, spiritual leader uh, uh, but after all, Paine was one of the only founding fathers to militantly oppose slavery. Alexander Hamilton did too, by the way. But in, in many of uh, Washington, Jefferson were all slaveholders. So they would take Paine as their uh, uh, inspiration, and they would make pilgrimages up to New Rochelle on Paine's birthday and on Memorial Day to celebrate the ideals of Thomas Paine and the ideals of racial equality, which were not widely supported even in the North at the time. Uh, the, uh, uh, in 1905, the city of New Rochelle, uh, Mayor Henry Clark and the city council, decided that they would purchase the Paine Monument, uh, rededicated it and, and, re and uh, renovated uh, more extensively, and there was a major uh, celebration uh, uh, ceremony in which, uh, uh, with a thousand people, the city uh, uh, announced that New Rochelle would now really support Thomas Paine and his ideals of democracy and racial freedom. In fact, Montour Conway, who was one of the founders of the Thomas Paine Society, in New York, was so moved by this that he donated to the monument supposedly a piece of Thomas Paine's brain, which he had purchased in England. Paine had been, his remains had been dug up and uh, 
scattered throughout uh, uh, England. But uh, so, in my view, this was the beginning of the fight in the North against segregation, against racial equality as practiced widely in the South. Uh, and uh, uh, so that, uh, you know, there were people here who would oppose it. And particularly they would be here in the city of New Rochelle would be known as a hotbed of opposition to pain uh, to uh, uh, segregation and for the ideals of Thomas Paine. Uh, in 1909, his cottage was renovated, his old, uh, and, uh, and in 1910, the Thomas Paine Cottage Museum was formed to uh, uh, perpetuate his memory. And that, as it turned out, wasn't big enough for, to have school groups and other people to come. It was a source of uh, tourism for, uh, uh, for uh, visitors, etc., and uh, uh, so in 1925, the Thomas Paine Soci uh, National Society erected the Thomas Paine Memorial Building on North Avenue, which has been the subject of the recent uh, controversy and landmarking. Uh, and it was uh, erected with great fanfare with, uh, on Memorial Day. Thomas Edison uh, dug the first spade of earth and... Uh, so New Rochelle was known as a center for the anti-racism uh, anti, uh, uh, movement uh, in, in, in the country. Uh, uh, many of the uh, directors of the Thomas Paine Society were also active directors of the uh, National Association of Advancement of Colored People. And uh, although their views certainly initially weren't a majority, even in the North, uh, over time, they began to make progress. Uh, by the time of this, the Second World War, uh, there was uh, somewhat greater feeling that racial equality was appropriate uh, since we were fighting Nazis and anti-racists and the Japanese. And uh, uh, the, uh, 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 so their views, you might say, came more into vogue. And I think the Thomas Paine Museum was really a center. Thomas Paine Memorial Building Museum was really a center for this kind of mm -hmm. thinking. It was a, a repository for artifacts and, and documents about Thomas Paine, and there would be lectures, etc. So, uh, uh, on uh, in uh, on February twenty third, uh, nineteen forty two, which was a low end in the of the American cause and the Allied cause in the Second World War, with the Nazis having taken over Europe and the Japanese having taken over a bunch of the Southeast, uh, Franklin Roosevelt called the country in for a, one of his most famous fireside chats. And in that chat, he explicitly cited Thomas Paine, and he said, we must remember, Thomas, it was on the, the drumhead of a, uh, the Paine rallied the troops during the Revolutionary War, and he said, these were the times to try men's souls. But we persevered, and, and, and we will here in this war, too, and we will fight for equality. And that, I think, was very important. And obviously, that was that enhanced, you might say, the uh, uh, prestige of the Thomas Paine Memorial and the Thomas Paine Museum. 
because it wasn't to Washington. It was to pain that Roosevelt looked in his fireside chat. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, uh, well, oh, so let me, I'm sorry, Jim, we only have about 10 minutes left now. What happened okay. the, the decline of the interest in the Thomas Paine sites and what's happening now? Yes. Okay. What happened was there was the Thomas Paine sites had, uh, uh, I think tremendous, uh, backing, uh, during the civil rights movement, uh, uh, New Rochelle was known as a center for racial integration. And, uh, in fact, in the, uh, Schwerner, Cheney, and Goodman, the civil rights workers, uh, Schwerner and his mother worked at the New Rochelle High School. But over time, I think as integration became somewhat more controversial, uh, there would seem to be less interest in pain and less interest in the history of uh, uh, New Rochelle among people in New Rochelle. So... Uh, there was also conflict between the uh, Thomas Paine Cottage Museum, which owned the cottage, and the Thomas Paine uh, Historical Society, which owned the Thomas Paine Memorial Building. And uh, so, uh, and there was no government support, really, of any kind. Uh, so people's interest apparently seemed to wane over a, a period of 20 or 30 years, and... Uh, 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 the, the Payne Memorial Museum ultimately closed because it was uh, uh, the, the Thomas Paine Association, National Association, felt it wasn't getting support from first uh, from the people of New Rochelle and particularly the, the city government, uh, and it, it uh, decided uh, within the last three or four years to close to close the museum uh, and that its direction would be to sell the building, which would probably bring in excess of a million dollars, it's in a, and use the proceeds for academic uh, uh, research as well as uh, to distribute to other Paine societies around the country. Uh, uh, the Thomas Paine uh, Cottage Museum is open or has recently come open under new management, which is somewhat more uh, progressive. So uh, uh, when we became in, my wife and I became interested, we were shocked to find that the Payne Museum, which had been there for almost 100 years and was a central part of New Rochelle's history in our view, was about to be sold to a developer. And uh, while we would support the uh, use of proceeds for Thomas Payne uh, uh, promotion, uh, uh, it would leave the people of New Rochelle high and dry, in our view. And uh, uh, so we went to, um, we raised this at a city council meeting. And uh, there's a new city council now with uh, uh, women who, to some extent, are affiliated with the Indivisible Movement. Uh, and uh, 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 Sarah Kay, our councilwoman, passed the resolution who say that they should investigate the uh, land, uh, making the Payne Memorial Building a city landmark, which would prevent it from being torn down uh, or altered, although it certainly could be sold. Uh, so that was, uh, uh, there was a hearing before the Landmarks Commission which of the city, uh, which the representatives of the Payne Association uh, opposed landmark status because they said it would uh, interfere with their plans to 
raise funds for the Thomas Paine. Uh, we uh, bitterly opposed that, saying that uh, it was uh, the uh, 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 it, it, this was a New Rochelle landmark, and it should be kept as such. And the New Rochelle historian Barbara uh, Davis uh, strongly supported us with a reaction. So that went through the Landmarks Commission, and then it went to the full city council. Uh, and there was a hearing on April 21st, a, a virtual hearing, uh, at which about 20 people showed, uh, put in uh, comments, all of which were favorable to the landmarking. Uh, I actually would have liked to have seen a more of a virtual speaking hearing. Uh, but the mayor did say that there has been strong support, and the council uh, unanimously uh, 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 stated that uh, 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 this would be a New Rochelle City landmark. So in a sense, that's a full, great forward step because it prevents the destruction of the memorial building. And obviously the, the, the cottage is a, is a landmark. Uh, so now where we are is that I think the, the, uh, the Payne Association is willing or will work with us to have a Thomas Payne complex, you might be, or a much stronger uh educational, historical, and tourist attraction on North Avenue. For the first time in 50 years, the Payne Cottage and the Payne Memorial, which are basically right next to each other, will be integrated as one facility because the, the, the Cottage Museum will be able to use the Payne Memorial for programs until, unless or until it's sold, although the, the Thomas Payne Association would still like to see it uh, purchased by uh, uh, some government entity or some private entity, which we're not at all opposed to. Uh, but uh, what our goal is, is to build a complex or a, uh, a much uh, revived Thomas Paine uh, uh, memorial and museum on North Avenue that would be like it was 50 years ago. Would be a real monument to pain and to mm. the city of New Rochelle, and we think this could be a world-class tourist facility uh, and educational facility. Uh, we one also thing that like occurs. Get- I'm sorry, Jim, if I should interrupt. Sorry, one no, one no, thing no. that occurs to me, though, you're about to start this grand endeavor uh, as we are winding down the coronavirus uh, uh, crisis. It, it, it seems to me there must be a kind of a hard time to to revive a, a museum. I and mean, most museums are closed now. Well, many people have raised that. That's not been uh, lost on us or the, the public officials who we have uh, spoken to. But I personally believe that this is a uh, uh, a very worthy endeavor, and that the the, the 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 city and the state will revive after the after the virus. And that this, in a way, could lead us forward uh, back into a, a very important part of our our history. We have received uh, considerable support from uh, people in New Rochelle. We've gotten about twenty or thirty people have written in saying that they will uh, support us, and we're going to raise more. And I think that with a proper education and with a proper we, we will succeed. I'm cautiously optimistic. Certainly we're not uh, unaware that this is not the best time to be trying to revive uh, a, a historical facility in, uh, 
uh, in uh, New York State or in Westchester County or even in the city of New Rochelle, which initially at least was hard hit by the virus. But I personally believe that pain is a very important figure, probably underestimated, and certainly the history of pain in New Rochelle is underestimated. Uh, and the, 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 the fight of New Rochelle for uh, uh, racial equality is something that's quite important mm-hmm. that most New Rochellians will support and a monument to it. So mm-hmm. we will see. What, and and if I could, one other thought on a more positive uh, note, uh, how can people support you or support this endeavor? Uh, do you have an organization or is there any way for yes, uh, yes, people to make donations? Well, they can certainly uh, uh, write to the... Uh, uh, Thomas Paine uh, uh, Cottage uh, uh, Museum. Uh, we have we have formed an organization called the Committee to Save the Thomas Paine Memorial Building, and we have a uh, I don't know we're going to have a website soon. Uh, we have a uh, there's an email they can write in called Thomas Legacy dot com I think. Uh, 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 or you could write to me at jskaplanesk at gmail.com. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, we, we have a, in fact, we have a, a conference call every, we're not meeting uh, uh, directly, but we have a virtual meeting every, every Saturday uh, to lay out our strategy. And, you know, there are different views among people, but we have about 10 or 20 hardcore people who are very interested in this, including the leadership, Suzanne Tanswell of the uh, uh, Thomas Paine Cottage Museum, who would like to see this, this move forward into a, a much larger and uh, more important facility in New Rochelle in, West, in Westchester County, maybe in New York State. Uh, uh, it once was that, we think, 40, 50 years ago, and we'd like to bring it back. Uh, Jim Kaplan of New Rochelle, New York, has joined us discussing the neglect of historic sites in that city dedicated to the memory of Thomas Paine, author of numerous works, including Common Sense, The Crisis, and The Rights of Man. Uh, You have been listening to The Historian's Podcast, special edition number eight, and I'm Bob Cudmore.